What's up, everybody? You are tuned into The Elks Call with The Elks Herd. My name is Scout, a.k.a. The Rep from Section X. And I'm Catherine, a.k.a. Even Elks. And today, our special guest is Coach Phil, aspiring teacher and football coach by day and YouTube content creator that specializes in CFL content by night. Coach Phil, thank you so much for joining us today. I really have a choice. I made a promise and I was going to keep it. <laughs> no choice here. You were forced. <laughs> no, exactly. Well, I mean, we saw you at the on the sidelines there after that last Edmonton Elks loss. Uh, you in Edmonton. How the heck did that happen? And uh, how was your trip? So the trip was amazing. I had a great time. Other than the other than the doggone construction everywhere from 134, 134th to 132nd, all up the street by the elementary school, getting up, man. Y'all could have told me that shit. That that was frustrating in itself, but I survived. But uh it kind of happened spur of the moment type thing. So I think it was when I was, I think banjo bowl or like the week after that or so uh i got a pretty good relationship with uh g-roy simon and he commented on one of my tweets he was like edmonton next and so i was like oh nice the boss the boss wants me to come come up there so we talked about it and uh had a good conversation and made it happen it was just luck of the draw because I, I didn't really i wanted to come up to edmonton but i i just didn't know how i was gonna make it work it was it was such a a tight window like how could i pull this off and luckily it was the last home game so yeah. i was like all right i got it i gotta pull up and they wanted me to come to calgary friday that friday night when i flew in and drive up after i did my stuff uh with the elks and then i was like damn i don't think i can do that it's like two and a half three hour drive i was like all right i'll, I'll get calgary next season so, yeah so that worked. Uh, nobody cares about calgary anyways so yeah it's <laughs> That's you said that i said nothing <laughs> Of that nature. <laughs> oh. uh, no, there's, uh, you know, we're going to get to the herd chat in a bit, but, uh, you know, Steve did say, uh, there, you know, construction is everywhere in Edmonton. The way I'm going to put it is we have two seasons. It's yeah. winter and it's construction season. And even in winter, you will see construction. <laughs> so it's just year round and unfortunate that you had to see that. But hopefully yeah. you did have a great time. It sounds like you had a great time. So I had a great time. We'll, we'll get into it. Yeah, no, we'll, de we'll definitely chat about it. We got a stack show today. First off, thank you so much to everybody for tuning in tonight and listening on Edmonton Sports Talk on Friday nights and wherever you listen to your podcast. All right, so for today's episode of the Elks Call, uh, we're going to go over that last Edmonton Elks versus Alouettes game, uh, 35, 22. 122 somewhere in yeah. there yeah it was it was yeah really really <laughs> nasty loss unfortunately um and then we're going to talk about that upcoming elks versus bombers game david versus goliath uh <laughs> following that we're going to open up our fan forum where we talk about hot topics surrounding edmonton the elks and the cfl um be sure to blow up the herd chat uh throughout the show and we will definitely bring your questions and comments on to the show. Yeah, well, let's uh, let's get right into it. We'll start talking about the last game, of course, which was the last home game of the season on October 14th, which was the Elks versus the Alouettes. And uh, we'll do a quarter by quarter and then talk about uh, 
just share our thoughts as we go through this. So, I mean, we had a great start to the game. Uh, the TSN highlights mentioned that the Alouette's defense had not allowed a single point in the first quarter for the last three games. So we knew exactly that we needed to push offensively to get some movement here. Uh, and we did see that with Ford and Brown having a solid couple of runs for first downs. And of course, then Kyron Moore running it in for that first touchdown of the game. You know, after that, in return, the Alouettes did get close enough for a field goal, getting their first three points of the board. But we did see the next big play, which was Ford throwing long uh, to Cobb, which once again kind of reinforces that chemistry that we have seen between those two. Right. And it allowed us to come into second and inches position. And then Cornelius runs in wide right for a touchdown. So, I mean, this is the sixth rushing touchdown of the season for Cornelius. So clearly the change was doing something. So, so what were your thoughts here? You know, after the first, we had a really good start. We see another touchdown, a couple of touchdowns right off the get go. Well, where were you here, Phil? Well, what I saw was they were trying to jump out the gate early. I think they were trying to attack the blitzes that were coming from Montreal because Montreal, to me, still has, like, other than BC and what Ryan Phillips is doing, I love what Ryan Phillips is doing in BC. I'll always give credit there. Montreal's defense is so hot right now. It's white hot. And that blitz pressure coming off the D with the DBs off the edge with Stubblefield and Bavred and all different guys, it's tough because they're quick and they – get outside and they're going to make a play on you. But Trey, give credit to Trey and also to Kevin. Kevin had damn hurdle <laughs> over three people. So yeah. amazing. I, and I said on, I said in my video, if he would have stuck the landing, cause he was he so did. close. No, he did stick the landing, but he was uh, tackled yeah. right away. I mean, yeah, yeah. But, but even like, just yeah, he would have gone away though. <laughs> yeah, no, that yes. um, I was so mad. I was like, Man, but but they were consistent, and, and then they mixed up the plays. They added some jet sweeps in there. They got Kyron Moore the ball. They moved Geno around, mm. not just in the first quarter, but all game they moved him around and got him in positions where he could attack them. You know the pressure's coming, so find us whether it's a spot route, whether it's an out route, in a dig, whatever the case may be, he was open, and they got him the ball. High, low, good position with the ball, ball placement, really good. Only thing I was concerned about was, like, would they get away from their run game. That was yeah. the only thing I would, you could have different creative plays to run the ball with sweeps and counters and different things. But when you have a running back like Kevin Brown, Kevin can actually do more than just run it up the gut. He can bounce outside. He can make plays. He's shown it the last three, four weeks. He's capable of just more than dive plays and draw, 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 and delay draws and stuff like that. So first quarter, pretty solid from them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, and I, I I would agree. It was nice to see, you know, both sides of the ball were actually playing really good in that first quarter. Like, the Elks looked very, very complete. And obviously, as the <laughs> game went on, and I'll have Kathy, mm. I know that you're you're going to talk about this here momentarily, but we went hard. I mean, I, I didn't really have to blow my lip off at all on the, tr- on the Trump. Uh, <laughs> the stadium was happy. Everybody was happy. Everything was good. It was, a, it, was a it, it was a solid start. It was a solid quarter. A solid quarter. Um, yeah, I mean, the hurt chat's already talking about it. So I'll let you continue. <laughs> well, yes, I mean, coming in with the, you know, to the second quarter, of course, we had a good start, you know, with a couple of nice receptions by Gino Lewis, as you mentioned, that he was 
you know, being moved around. And then we all pause for that sack on Ford. You know, poor guy, though. He gets thrown around like a rag doll. I have seen some pretty solid hits. Oh, that on one Ford tackle, though, season. where they, it was like almost like a suplex. Yeah, well, we, no, yeah. No, well, even this one, right? He got thrown over. That oh. we always, we were waiting for the penalty to be called, but nothing, right? So, right. <laughs> but poor guy. He's definitely got, you know, taking some hits there. Um, and then, of course, on the second, just like you mentioned, Brown, you know, little but mighty. <laughs> so yeah. that's hurtling over three players, landing, getting tackled. It was a fantastic run. We were right there. We yeah. were on Section X. We saw it right in front of us. We jumped off of our seats, <laughs> just yelling and screaming, pointing at him to see if everybody saw that. <laughs> and the excitement just kept increasing with more running it in for his second touchdown of the game. Mm -hmm. um, Jake Saresna, you know, just mm -hmm. added another notch on his or sack to his belt. Yeah. And he it was it was good. Then of course, the last three minutes of the second quarter happened, you know, three minutes with a touchdown for the Alouettes, followed by yet another touchdown by the Alouettes, thanks to that sad turnover we all saw and hated. Um, oh yes. Another fumble and a missed field goal by Faithful, leading to a missed field goal return touchdown. <laughs> so, I mean, what if what a few ways to blow a lead, hey? I mean, I, I feel like at that point, just talking about it, it makes me angry because how can so much go wrong in three minutes? What's uh, give me your thoughts? Give me your thoughts at this point. It it took me back. It took me back to uh, Trey's first start against Winnipeg. So very similar situation. Very very similar situation. When you're playing a veteran, a, a veteran team uh, with uh, Montreal, they they've seen every. They've seen a lot of different things. They're still young in a way, but they're like they're not Winnipeg veteran tested. You know what I'm saying? And we remember that Winnipeg game, that last three minutes of that last two three minutes of the third quarter when it was just. Penalty after penalty after penalty after penalty. And it was, they were shooting themselves in the foot like Cheddar Bob in Eight Mile. It was bad. It was terrible. I mean, they had, they, it was, it, 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 it cracked me up because I'm watching it. I was in section S and I was front row. Yeah. And <laughs> Sean Levin, me and Sean are really cool. He looked at me and I'm looking, I'm just like, and I had my arms up and I was like, what the hell? And he gave me the head nod, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> three minutes straight just what the hell i was like what the hell so, and i got so got a picture of it and i posted it and i was like the hell like what, 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 what happened but I, I i say that to say like it, it's there are moments with the elks where if you're a bad team we're we've normalized it we've normalized like all right you're a shitty team like whatever the elks are not a shitty team they are learning they are learning how to play four quarters of complete football on all yep. three levels of the game. Mm -hmm. There are games where they, you can play two out of three of the levels and sneak away a win. But if you want to assert your dominance, you have to play all three and yep. play all four quarters. And you can't waste three minutes like that. It was, it was back to back to back possessions of just, you got to learn. You got to learn from losing. And they're learning now. 
it's gonna be scary. They're gonna be a scary team. And I was talking with Gino about like y'all gonna be scary when y'all when y'all put it together and put pen to paper and all that all that jargon. They're gonna be scary. It's gonna be good old times for y'all because y'all been waiting on it, praying for it. And I mean, it's it's interesting because well, Jamin is one of our one of our friends, a good friend of the herd, and he swung by. You know, we, we after the game, we mm-hmm. we high fived all the players as they went back to the locker room, and then we saw you right after. Mm-hmm. And in that process. We uh we ran into Jamin and he's like, I've never seen that before in my life. Like, what the heck is that? And like, he he's right by all the players. He's yeah, you know in his right. in his civvies there, and yeah, he just looks at us and he's like, what the heck was that? And we're like, we don't know. He's I've never seen a game swing that hard and that fast yeah. within three minutes. And when you know all the players, everybody is as shocked as everybody else and. The Elks were in a great position to win it. Had, had that not happened, they probably would have won that game. Let's be real. Had yeah. they not given up yeah, all does. of all of those yards and all of those points, had they and you know yeah. Steve Benassi oh, here, here, let's he let's bring up that twenty six points here. with one hundred and thirty total yards offense, and yeah. that's what I looked up at. As soon as we got, as soon as they intercepted us, and uh, or uh, yeah, that uh, off of that fumble. Yeah, um, it was that return. Yeah, it was that down. return. Yeah, that so that return or the Dean faithful. Yeah, the Dean faithful. Then he missed the field goal. So the field goal, and they returned that field yeah. goal. And when you're watching that, and you look up, and oh, was... you look at the yards, and we had great yardage. Yeah, we our our passing yards were great. Um, you know, touchdowns, we had great stats. Rushing yards were great, but didn't matter because Montreal now had the lead. Yeah. It was just it was bizarre. There. It was just how, how do mean, you do that? And you always tell me 3 minutes in football can be a long long time, yeah. right? So anything could happen in 3 minutes and we clearly saw that <laughs> that anything could happen and unfortunately it went the the wrong way for us. I mean, third and fourth quarter, I'm just going to put them together because nothing much happened really. Uh you know, we went into the third behind by five points so there was still a little bit of hope but after those three last minutes before the half i think everybody started kind of you know dangling down they started trying to figure out exactly what was happening what kind of game this was going to be um our offense was not on the field very long you know leading to worries that the defense had to carry the team for the last half of the game which they did hold the alouettes enough that their only scores in the second half oh in the second half were three field goals. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh we did we did see number 32, Marlo Sean Franklin Jr.'s first CFL interception in the fourth quarter, though. So good for him. That's always mm-hmm. really good. And you know, after that, there's really not much out ha- that happened. We finished 35-21. Yeah. And uh but at that point, something or someone that I definitely want to bring up is the talk of the town you know i think we've talked about trey ford pretty much in every single episode ever since he became qb1 and i think it's equal parts you know because of his athleticism and fantastic runs and really good throws that we have seen and also his his predictability his inability to read the defense and the scramble mode that doesn't seem to work all the time sometimes scramble first yeah yeah i mean there were a 
least a couple of times during the last half of the game where I yelled out loud, throw the damn ball. Like, <laughs> what are you doing? Plus a lot of swearing. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There was a lot of times where when you, when you watch Trey Ford play, you understand what comes with Trey. And you yeah. have to accept it, but Trey is open to growing as a quarterback. Yes. A lot well, of go ahead. Oh no, that's just it, right? Because his stats right now are very, very solid. Mm-hmm. He's had 12 touchdowns in nine games, uh 102.9 QB rating as of last night when I looked it up, and a 70% completion rate. Right. But the development time is definitely needed. It's just so frustrating to see so much potential. And then nothing. I I think a lot of times with fans, we a lot. Let me let me let me just say this from a coach's perspective. A lot of times, fans speak on stats and they don't know what the hell they're talking about. They just see what they see on first take and undisputed and all these other TSN and all that. They they try to quote it. You have not you not saying you, but these fans that try to quote it and say, "Oh, Trey's doing this, his numbers and all that," but it, it comes down to watching film and seeing that Trey does have to develop. He's not going to go out there and just be efficient like damn near Aaron Rodgers every single damn. He's still young. You have to trust the process and trust that his maturation process as a QB, his development, his ability to read a defense. Can he see the hot routes? Can he be able to decipher between, all right, they're disguising this, they're disguising cover two, when really it's a cover three. There's there's different things that fans sometimes have to remember that aspect. There is development. It takes time. I know fans want success like early on, but – just be patient and, and let it happen. Don't, don't number people say numbers, numbers are everything and analytics. No, numbers lie too. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's let's not get too stat happy right now. Trey's got time. Trust what he's trust that the piece they're gonna get more pieces. He's gonna grow. And you got you have your QB. Yeah. You have the guy. Now nope. let him blossom, let him grow. Exactly. Now, so Phil, that being said. Should the Elks bring in a veteran quarterback as a backup to help guide, let's say, both Daggy and Ford? Because there's some great potential in Daggy as well. Yes. Trey Ford is ultimately going to be yeah. our starter. We all know that. And and he has great potential, but he needs a couple more of those pieces, just like, once again, Nathan Rourke, BC, yeah. Mike Riley. So yeah. what do you think, Phil? Yes. I think they do need to bring a veteran QB that can help him. I don't think they need to bring in a quarterback that's going a, a veteran quarterback that Trey has to look over his shoulder every damn week because that'll mess up that'll mess up the relationship. And that when you got a quarter another veteran quarterback that's seen things that's maybe won a Grey Cup or two or been to a Grey Cup, it's hard to sit there and, and do your job. And I know he's you're professional. You got to just go do your thing, but he's still human. He's still got to watch his back. Like, well, damn, motherfucker behind me. Like <laughs> he can take my job at any time. But I think you need to bring in a guy that's gonna show him the ropes, show him that, okay, this is how you do it. This is what you could do. This worked for me. Now it may not work for you, but I just want you to see the, this, the timing. I want to get the ball here before he makes move. I want to call this. I want to call this audible. I see, I've seen this use the veteran experience and listen. If Trey wasn't one to listen. All right. You you got daggy. What, what, how you say his last name again? 
Yeah, 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 you got it. You got Deggy, it. Yeah. Deggy, you got yeah. Deggy back there. So you got you got a reliever back there that could become your starter. But with Trey being able to listen and willing to learn, he's he's done the right thing. He said the right things. I think he'll grow. Bring in the vet. If something does happen to Trey where he does get injured, you got a vet. Mm-hmm. You're good to go. Yeah. Nice. No, that is definitely a really, really good point. I mean, it, you see him, right? And I've said it before. He's young in terms of his career. And unfortunately, he didn't have the same opportunities that some quarterbacks had from learning from a veteran like yeah. Mike Riley or, you know, somebody else. I don't think Tom Brady would come. Hey, to the no, CFL. <laughs> there's no way. There's no way. Come out but... of retirement for the fourth or fifth time. We, tr- we tried. We <laughs> added him on uh, on on Twitter, the on the social media formerly known as Twitter, <laughs> and unfortunately, on the X. On the X. <laughs> he did not even like it. So, um, <laughs> her chat real quick before we move on to our transactions mm-hmm. uh with the more you didn't know i can already predict this show uh run into an hour and a half tonight yeah, if you have the time phil i got time perfect. brother perfect because we do have a massive interview for you at the end yes uh we do have steve Benassi here saying that it was a total failure in special teams and turnovers we yeah definitely agree we <laughs> lost the turnover battle and what did Once they say again. what do they say phil what do they say about the turnover battle if you lose the turnover battle it See, <laughs> you know what? It's hard for me sometimes because I, I do, if, if if I put my coach's hat on, I'll go too deep into it. But if I speak from just a fan perspective, then I'm a I'm a casual. You feel what I'm saying? So I don't give I don't give a damn. I'm gonna say it from a coach's perspective. Look. We focus so much. You want to, you, you can't be too careful, but you got to take some calculated risk. Yes. I think with them and a lot of teams in the CFL, they need to hear this. Please work on ball security. There's been mm-hmm. way too many times this season where running backs have fumbled the ball. Receivers have fumbled the ball and gotten careless with the ball. I think with Edmonton, it's not even it, early on. It was interception. It was an interception party. It was you get one, you get one duck here. Take this, take that, you know, but now it's more of like, what are we doing? Yeah. We're, we're, we're 16, 17 weeks into the season and you still can't hold on to the ball? Yeah. yeah. Man, sit your ass up there on the bench. Sit over yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> I feel it. like that's the word, you know, maturity. They mm-hmm. need to mature into the game and their place and realize that they have to, I don't want to say take it seriously because I am sure they take it more than seriously and they definitely want to win. But it's carelessness, and mm-hmm. I don't know if it's lack of focus. I don't know what's happening, you know, mm-hmm. in the locker room or outside the locker room, but there's not enough focus that little mistakes are being made like that. See, and I want to, and I see a comment right here from Steve, basic tackling. Yeah. I have been beating my desk and chair when it comes to the damn Rough Riders <laughs> tackling. I swear to God, and, and, I, and I take, and being from Washington State, I take a lot of responsibility for this. The Seahawks messed up tackling for better and for worse. Every damn DB wants to shoulder tackle like Earl Thomas, and it's frustrating. <laughs> right? I, I, heard, I, heard, I heard Jerry Rice say this once. He was about to play in the Super Bowl, and he says receiver coach said they were playing Denver, and they are, and Denver's DBs always wanted to like lay the hammer. Like, vicious, nasty hits. And he said, you want to know how you deal with a shoulder tackle? 
spin. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Yep. On uh, red, right. It was, I remember the play. It was black 69 razor. Jerry was running the post inside. Showing up, dude tried, Steve, I think it was Atwater, he tried to lay the hammer on him. Motherfucker spun off of him. Enzo, and hands there like, yeah! Spin! Circle! But I, I say that to say, like, I agree. The, the basic tackling, the, the Simone Lawrence ankle biter tackles. Like, bro, if you... Yeah, Ludacris Fox. <laughs> yeah, Ludacris know what I'm talking about. I, I've, been, I've been critical about Simone and his tackling. Like, he's an ankle biter. And I got nothing but love for Simone. But there's a lot of guys who I feel like during the season a lot of times they do kind of shy away from their edds their fundamental stuff when i think they need to keep reiterating that there's been a lot of piss poor tackling there's been a lot of not taking care of the ball sometimes you coaches always say oh we gotta go back to the fundamentals are you really though yeah are you really though in practice going Mm -hmm. back hi kitty there's a lot of not Focusing on the fundamentals and it shows near the end of the season when those those little things show it's not always about the place it's not always about personnel and all that it's not always that exactly who can do the fundamentals right mm-hmm. even even just like hockey players right um mm-hmm. I, i'm i'm sort of uh involved with some of the ice war stuff going on mm-hmm. and uh I, I have recently talked to a fighter that I know about getting some skating lessons, mm-hmm. basic skating lessons and going through the fundamentals again. Why? Because going through all of those steps, it just enhances everything that you are already mm-hmm. doing. And um, if you got into any bad habits, yeah. it will help you yeah. get out of the bad habits. Like mm-hmm. there's, there's so much that's good about going back to basics for so in, in so many ways, in so many facets of life. Uh, yeah. And sports is definitely a, a major one for that. And they get comfortable too. Yeah, they exactly. They get comfortable with what they can do or what they may not want to do. Comfortable yeah. and over, overconfident. I mean, how many times did I say that my five-year-old can do a better tackle than the ones that we've seen? Multiple. <laughs> he has, right? You know and what? Like... You know what, though? <laughs> I, I'm, I'm a firm believer, man. Film don't lie. Show them. Your ass can't tackle. You need to go work on the dummy. You need to work on your stuttering. You need to work on buzzing. You need to work on rapping. You got a lot of, you always, the best of the best will do the work that nobody else will do. If you sit there and say, well, I got nothing to work for. I ain't got nothing to work on. I'm good. You're going to get exposed Friday, Saturday, or Sunday. So I think a lot of times guys, and I'm, and I'm pro player. I'm, I am pro player, but I'm also realistic with it. Like, Bro, you always got room to get better. Yeah. I know you want to sit there and, and be confident and you want to show that you, as a professional, you know what you're doing. Well, yeah. the best professionals always want to hone their craft and get better. Yeah. What, 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 what the hell, what the hell makes you, makes you the exception to the rule? So <laughs> I think this season, that's the one thing that's been critical for like the Elks and everybody is I think sometimes we we focus so much on scheme and and trying to put guys in the right position that we step away from the things that made us what we are as athletes or like not even me but like just athletes in general we we shy away from the fundamentals we always you see them all the time oh I'm doing ladder drills and I'm doing these crazy ass four hundred pounds lifting and all that okay but can, can you block <laughs> can you catch can can you catch 
Can you can you buzz your feet and wrap legs, shoot the hip, and you know what? I'm gonna yeah. get too deep into it. Let me not. <laughs> but hey, there is room for growth, right? Always. That's the whole thing. That's the whole thing. That if, like you say, they have film, they have coaches that care, and I think it's just going to get better. And yep. I'm excited. I mean, we still have one more game. We do go against the Winnipeg Blue Bombers for the last game of the season on Saturday, Yay. October 21st. Uh, we do have some transactions. Um, all Americans were released. Uh, defensive lineman, Emik Igbule. I'm totally butchering that. I'm sorry. <laughs> Linebacker, Mark McLaurin. Mark McLaurin, that one sucks. Hate seeing Mark McLaurin go because he actually had a couple of good games this year yeah. with the yes. Well, defensive back Josh Nurse, offensive lineman BJ Wilson, mm. quarterback dresser Wynn, and running back Colin Laborn were released as well. All American. Um, injuries, there was not an injury report just out yet. I know that we had been talking about some of the older injuries, you know, with Scott Hutter, Marcus oh. Lewis, Niles Morgan. Jamin Kelly. So hopefully we see some of those guys return for the last game. Yeah, Jamin Pelly, I believe, was a uh, did not practice once again this week. Yeah. So Jamin Pelly more than likely uh, will, not. will not get to see action in the last game. It's rather unfortunate. Um, yeah. Well, based on that though, with you know just being the last game of the season, uh, some of the transactions, some of the injuries. What are your predictions? Coach Phil for the next upcoming game. <laughs> Based on your face, I don't have to ask. But <laughs> nah, say, uh, it all depends on which game we're talking about. I, I got a game that I need to be at on Saturday, so I ain't really worried about y'all game right now. I'm just playing. Uh, you know what though? I think uh it all depends on who Winnipeg's got out there. This, this last week is this last week or so is gonna be kind of funky. Like, who's playing who? Are you going to rest your starters? Or are you going to let them play for a few series? Are you let them play a quarter? Risk and not – and hopefully no injuries happen. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We got – Winnipeg's got an issue with Dalton Schoen right now with an injury. Hopefully Dalton's okay because Dalton is the – the the if nothing else, the, the next to Kenny Lawler, biggest asset on that offense. And Oliveira and all the, the juggernauts that they got over there. Um, As far as Edmonton, you guys are – they're going to Winnipeg. So – Mm. I think they're I think they're more from when they first played them to now. I think that they're they got a chance. They got they got to catch them slipping. But you can't let it get to the fourth quarter. You can't let it get to the fourth quarter and y'all squander. You have you cannot let Winnipeg manage the clock as great as they do. That is going to be a problem because they're gonna wear you down. I doubt Brady Oliveira, Zach, and all of them play the full game. But if they do, mm, mm-hmm. it's gonna be a long night for that ass. I'm gonna tell you right now. <laughs> I, 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 I seen Bambi's mama get shot, so <laughs> you know, and, and, and that heifer didn't come back at all. So you know, Listen, the, the only thing that I have to say, and I think I've said it plenty of times during this season before, is. As long as it's competitive. Yeah. As long as everybody's having fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think Arissa here, uh, she probably said it best, but as long as we don't get shut yeah, out. Yeah, that's all I care about. I just don't want to see a Ceros on the board. That's yeah. No, I don't think y'all going to get shut out. I really don't think y'all going to get shut out. I think the the guy's going to come out. They know it's the last game. They're going to do what they got to do. They're going to be a little – they're going to have some dog in them. They they are. They they yeah. it's. I and I hate, I hate to say a Disney reference again, but it's going to be the fox and the hound in this mug. I'm going to tell you right now, bro. We finna, we finna, and, and, and Mike O'Shea is that old grizzled white dude with the shotgun. Come here! You know, anything can happen, you know. But uh, no, it's going to be good. It's, this, this is going to be a fun game to watch. I'm going to be following along. I'm gonna, it's, it's, is it Saturday or is it Saturday? Yeah, Saturday. it's going to be Saturday. Too. Are y'all the game before? Uh, y'all after us or? Uh, we are the 5 p.m. Uh, 5 p.m. game. No, you have it somewhere in here. Yeah, oh. I have it in the sport. Edmonton sports oh, I got it right yeah, here. On my 5, 5, 5, 5 p.m. now, <laughs> four, four our time, one our. Oh yeah. So yeah, I'm I'm a, I'm gonna try and make sure I'm gonna be out partying and kicking it. But you know, I'm gonna keep it. I'm gonna keep it up. You know, I'm gonna watch and see what y'all do. Cause this this is yeah. good energy. This this is the energy that y'all want to take with you into the off season. Yeah. So it's gonna be interesting to see uh, how Trey plays. Uh, I know they're. I, I know they're gonna start start all the starters. I have a gut feeling they will. Chris Jones gonna do that. What do you well, got to lose? Though I mean, the Edmonton Elks definitely. Uh, this is this is like they've said, right? Guys are working and playing for jobs next year. Oh yeah. So the, the this is all. This is potentially tryouts for uh, guys coming off the practice roster, especially with the injuries. If uh, any uh, guys come in off the practice roster or any guys that, you know, maybe have been playing more of a backup role, uh, they may get to see some more reps. <sighs> Hard to say, right? They are playing for, yes, uh, Elks are playing for their positions next year. Yes. Uh, she stated that in the herd chat there. Yes, very true. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that the Elks are going to be playing with heart. I would love to see them win. I do think that it's going to be a similar game to what we saw when Winnipeg came here immediately after the bye week of changes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know what? The only thing that I can hope for is some crazy plays. Yeah. Like, listen, give me more Cornelius to AC Leonard stuff. Give me some. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've heard of the stories of trick plays with uh, the punter or the kicker, yeah. right? And I'm like, that's a thing. That's a thing. <laughs> so I would love to see that, right? Just yeah. give me something crazy. You've got nothing to lose. Show me what you got. Yeah. <laughs> there is one There is one thing, though, that I do know that might – they. I hope that they know it and they see it. There is a way to attack that Winnipeg defense. You want to know? Scare them. Tell us, Coach Phil. <laughs> One side of the field is money. Mm-hmm. Whatever side Houston isn't on, money. Yeah. Move your pieces around. Show whether they're when they're in man or when they're in zone, and attack. Mm-hmm. But you don't throw to Demario Houston. No. Do not. I swear to God, if Trey throws. To, De- to Houston, I'm I'm going. I'm gonna punch a hole when I get home. I'm gonna punch a hole in my one of these screens, and I got two of them looking right at me right now. Don't throw to him. Like Alexander's cool. I love Alexander. Alexander's cool, but their their secondary is the only thing that like I I hesitate about because they jump they jump a lot of routes. 
Yeah. They jump a lot of go at the ball, and that's fine. But you got to time it right. So if Trey and his receivers can get on the page with you know with Moore and Gino and all them, they got a chance. Well, and that's a very interesting point as well because you can see that that chemistry is building. And mm-hmm. once again, Trey Ford has had half a season to build any chemistry and to build all mm-hmm. of this up and to 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 try to make this team again. Right? It's, it's mm-hmm. you're you're basically every time you get a, a new quarterback in there, that quarterback has to earn the trust, uh, or make that chemistry with his receivers and his line and his team and. They all need to familiarize uh, with each other, right? So mm-hmm. they do not have the time to do that, which nine by now, let's say, let's say with this game, we'll see what happens with the Elks. This would be like saying, okay, we're halfway into the season, realistically. Yeah. You know, this is kind of similar, Time especially right? after yeah. the bye week changes. Yeah. You've scrapped your whole first half program yeah you've scrapped the the starting quarterback doesn't you matter. <laughs> yeah you have a bunch of the pieces that were going to be there anyways but a bunch of the question marks now are they've been replaced with exclamation marks and at the end of the season we're going to see if they turn to question marks again the building blocks are there though yeah, yeah the, the pieces are there i think with this game it's going to be uh once the first quarter is done and you've gone through all your openers all your opening plays what do you have next you yeah. got it. You got it. You have to come prepared to take on that Winnipeg defense, man. And, and even the defense, I, I expect the uh, Elks defense to step up and mm-hmm. make some plays. Now, if Brady's running the ball, if Nick's out there, man, it's going to be a long ass night. I ain't going to hold you on some real <laughs> shit. Yeah. Yeah. That, hey, 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 on some real. <laughs> Brady Oliveira is a Pokemon that hasn't evolved yet. And trust me, when he <laughs> evolves, it's a problem. Yeah. Well, I'm Brandon Alexander Tatum Lee in the herd chat here. Brandon Alexander, no one to mess with yeah. either, right? Well, they yeah. said the same thing about Jesus, and they messed with him. So, what you gonna do with that? <laughs> oh, See, that's, that's the the magic arp to the Gyarados or whatever that is. <laughs> yes. No, it's like think. okay, okay. I, I, I've been thinking about oh. this. <laughs> I, I thought I've had a lot of time on my hands when I'm on these flights. You know what I'm saying? You know, like I, I'm, I'm gonna date myself on this one, so. My little the little kid in me is gonna come right. Magikarp, that little orange fish right. that turns into yeah, turns into Gyarados. Yes, that's Brady Oliveira or or Gyarados. When Brady, okay, there's levels to Pokemon. When Brady's out there, all right, he's Geo dude. He's you know he revving up big old rock. You know what I'm saying. Then there's the second quarter. He turns into Pikachu. Is follow me, follow me, just follow me <laughs> along. He goes Pikachu on you. You feel what I'm saying? Then third quarter, he waters you down. He goes squirtle on you. And then fourth damn quarter, he turns into Gyarados. And I'm just like, and don't let it be overtime. I learned about this in BC. That man (laughs) turned into Mewtwo. And I was like, God damn. Like... Done. It's done. Mewtwo, Girl. though, and I, and I said it to I said to the person like he turned to Mewtwo. He's like, excuse me, and I was like, Mewtwo, Pokemon. <laughs> he froze ash. There was a teardrop. He was like, I don't understand what you're saying. I'm like, leave me alone. Leave me alone. <laughs> you don't understand. You don't understand. <laughs> you don't want. To, you don't understand this right now. Every time he runs, if it's four minutes, he just gets stronger and stronger. It's like, come on. And, so and, I, and the funny thing is, I, I was standing next to Brady Oliveira in the tunnel after the game. 
and I'm looking at I'm looking at Brady Oliveira, and I'm like, huh. <laughs> the competitive side of me kicked in, and I was like, man, I could tackle this much. And then my the realistic 29 year old side of me was like, bruh, <laughs> we didn't been through a couple knee surgeries, our back hurts. We're not taking Brady Oliveira. <laughs> wait, Shut wait, up. Shut up. Take your picture, ask a couple questions, and let that man do his thing. You are not, we are not 18 no more. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you can't just tackle him out of no. nowhere <laughs> and be okay. No. I be I be looking at my uh my in my closet, I got a bunch of football cleats, and I be thinking, man, I've won all the games and everything. I'm like, man, I man, let me crack out the cleats one time. Let me see if I can still hook the curl. You know what I'm saying? Then I'll be like, I'll take one step. Mm-mm. <laughs> sit your ass down and sit your ass down and play MLB the show 23. Yeah. Yeah, do do it on yeah. TV. Know what you're good at. Know what you're good at. Yeah. That. No, I uh I definitely feel your pain. I've uh, I've been out of the gym for uh yeah, a hot minute yeah. now. So uh she yeah. still loves you though. Yes, yeah. yes, exactly. Thankfully. <laughs> and also thankfully well, uh, well, at least she ain't doing a Jada Pinkett Smith and running you through the mud <laughs> right now. <laughs> oh you know what I'm God. saying? Oh, <laughs> oh, oh that, that was great. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I had to be petty for a second. Let's move on. We're gonna listen, Let's okay? We're gonna slap it right over to the Let's next segment here. Go. We're gonna dig right in, dude. It was a joke, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. You have entered the fan forum. So this is a segment called the fan forum where we're going to talk about some hot topics surrounding the CFL and Edmonton sports and our live listeners will get to chime in on each topic we discuss. Make sure you comment in the herd chat after we ask a question as we'll look to the herd chat right away uh, after we've answered. Um, also, a big shout out. I saw that Section GP right. had uh, chimed in. Our good friend Rory, way up there. Um, so. I think it's going to be lost into the abyss right now. Yes, probably. So I wouldn't worry so too hard about it. But uh, yes, shout out to you, Rory. Also, shout out to everybody currently watching and listening, whether it be on your favorite podcatcher or Edmonton Sports Talk. <laughs> um, okay, so the fan forum. Our first question. It has to do with flag football. I think you know where we're going to go with this. The International Olympic Committee have added multiple sports for the LA Olympics in 2028, including flag football. We're already seeing NFL players line up mm -hmm. to join the, their Olympic teams, such as Tyreek Hill. Um, he wants to go suit up for USA. Um, but there, all of these players are already lining up to go get a gold medal for the sport that they play. Uh, do you think flag football should be in the Olympics and should professional football players from leagues such as the NFL and CFL be allowed to compete? Yes. Nice. I, I don't, I don't see anything wrong with that. I think I, I see that there's opportunities. There's opportunity for, cause number one there, and people don't realize this, man, there's a lot of football leagues around the world, man. We, we going to see some real, Good time. Now, can the NFL superstars realize that? I I guess like football is football, but can you adjust? And I think they can. Now, if Canada get involved, oh, it's, oh, it's gonna be a war. 
whoever whoever the president is here in America when that time comes, and Trudeau, they're gonna be talking shit for weeks. Best believe that. So I'm 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 interested to see what happens. Rob Gronkowski talking about he want to play. Des Bryant, Tyreek Hill, all these people like. You can only have so many people on the team. You got to be selective. Like, what what offense we running? What we doing? We doing a lot of drag routes. We doing dick. What we doing here? Yeah. Oh, it's going to be best of the best. So I definitely agree with that. You know, I mean, you see it with hockey. You have the best NHL players that go to the Olympics and, you know, represent their respective countries. So why shouldn't the CFL and the NFL be allowed to do that as well? So I'm all for it. They So... Just to give uh, keep everybody in the loop here. Obviously, Team USA they already they're gonna they're gonna have a team in there. Yeah. Football Canada is part of the committee. Yes. So Football Canada will be at the LA Olympics as well next year. There is going to be the IFAF U twenty fo- uh, football World Cup, which is the juniors, uh, but the the World Cup. Uh, shotgun sports will be there. We will, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, pending, but, um, we will definitely be there running some media and if four years after that, the next big event, uh, also, well, uh, no, sorry. Um, back it up the world cup. They're going to be doing not only the junior world cup, which is what the, the U 20 that we're going to be doing media at down at Commonwealth stadium. They're also going to have a men or I believe men's and women's potentially, I would yeah. say, but they're going to have an actual uh, world cup yeah. and world. for adults. And um, that's really cool. That is really and, cool. and, and they mostly have the roster set and they have their team set and everything else for this world cup will be happening in 2024. I don't have the exacts. I want to say it's over in Europe, but I could be wrong. I didn't, I didn't check out the particulars on that one, but what I'm trying to say is the Olympics are set to replace that world cup. Yeah. And maybe they will host, you know, maybe alternating um, maybe in two years uh, in 2026. Sorry. Maybe they'll go ahead, do that world cup and then kind of alternate that world cup in between the Olympics. But Mm -hmm. as far as premier football, event the olympics you cannot get bigger than that no no you really can't no yeah well i'm gonna tell you right now i'm gonna tell you right now honestly whoever got to pull the flag of aj Ouellette and brady Oliveira, you a braver man than me because i ain't finna and nick dembski oh my god Uh, y'all got a chance yeah to be real with y'all y'all got a chance to just take the whole thing it's and people gonna people gonna sit there and say oh but you are you 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 kissing the Canadians' ass? No. Watch <laughs> these grown ass men run the damn ball. If you see a man with a blonde mullet running the ball with a flag hanging off his ass, are you gonna and look like AJ Olette? Are you gonna sit there and rip his flag off? <laughs> Hell to the knock. <laughs> oh, uh, it's, that's a big nope. And I see the other thing too is I would love to see. How are Canadians stack up against USA, especially given the 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 amount of conversation over you know CFL versus NFL or Canadian mm-hmm. football players, um, especially Canadian football players in the uh, NFL? Chase Claypool. Uh, you have um, off the top of my head, 
like Nathan Rourke, he just got uh, right. He just made it on uh, onto the 50, uh, 52 or fifty three man roster there. Right. So he made it uh, onto the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars team finally at long last. No. So from the practice roster, so they you know imagine Nathan Rourke back there flag football or Trey Ford. Yeah. You could have Trey Ford uh, back there at because, starting quarterback. You know, it doesn't get any more patriotic than the Olympics. <laughs> so. It's going to be South Park bigger, badder, and uncut for real up in this mug. I'll tell you that right now. Because yep. uh, i I tell you right now, man, and, and ma'am, I would like to say that uh, the only the, the advantage that we have uh, as Americans is speed, you know, size, you know, all that stuff. But the... <laughs> I'm, I'm probably going to eviscerate it if I don't give a damn. Uh, we're sensitive as hell. <laughs> and we are brittle at times as football players in America. Like, you can breathe on somebody. Like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> you know, oh, 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 my, my pad hurts and all that shit. But, you know, y'all, y'all, y'all tough. I'll give y'all that. Y'all are strong. Y'all are country fed. Y'all prairie, prairie fed. Correction. But, uh, I'm gonna give the edge to America, but not just because I see it a lot. But I'm seeing more like it'll be a close one unless Dylan Brooks is gonna come out the cut and play football. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, and then he's gonna mean mug after a touchdown. Like that's the thing. I'd be looking for that, that Dylan Brooks mean mug after the touchdown. And like, you know, cut, what? like cut you down forty two six. Like shut up, sit down, shut your ass up. Oh, the, the hilarious. Uh, okay, over to the herd chat. Let's see what kind of comments we got over here. Uh, um, Nerissa here says that they demoed uh, roller derby a few years ago. Yeah. <coughs> so definitely flag football is no different. Roller derby, though. Come on. That's barely that's a sport. Like... <laughs> that, that's barely. Like, I mean, I appreciate oh, it. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. Oh. Hold on. Have you ever tried ro- just roller skating? In gen- like you, you've roller skated, obviously, both of y'all, correct? I, I, I I've roller skated Just when I was with younger. the line skates, not but, the okay, other like Fisher Price, like the Fisher Price roller skates. Yeah, I feel I you. Okay, I'm gonna be honest with you. My black ass is not ever <laughs> playing roller derby. I'm not finna get clotheslined over a railing. This is not SmackDown. This ain't Raw and this ain't NXT. You was not finna sit there and clothesline me and push me out the way. If you nudge me lightly, even just, I feel a breeze go by me. <laughs> I'm folding. And I'm 300 pounds of ebony soul. So you ain't finna sit, no. Mm-mm. No, mm-mm. no. You know what's gonna happen? We're gonna go and sign up for a roller derby. Yeah. <laughs> Team. Just there so you go. See. Yeah. Hey, that's a sport. <laughs> hey, easy content. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Hey, feed the content, brother. Feed the content. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Do it for the content. Uh, okay, Ludacris yeah. Fox up here with that Willie, uh, Willie Jeff code and Betts on the D. Yeah, Matthew Betts. I am really, really sad that he is on the BC Lions and not on, well, with the double E. Uh, his last stint, I want to say, was uh, 2019. He was with us. Um, is either 2019 or 2121, but I do believe it was 2019. Um, yeah, Matthew Betts, that guy is a stud. And uh, he has been terrorizing offenses all season long. He's a ma- massive reason as to why 
the BC Lions are successful this season. And I truly believe that. It came from the Chicago Bears, I want to say, or um, I want to say he was with the Bears and he didn't quite make the team. I, I could be wrong on that. Yeah. Somebody might have the better stat on that, but uh, or better information on that. But either way, he he almost made it to the NFL. The double E had him on the ne- the negotiation list. They had him on the list, or they had his no. It wasn't in the list. They had uh, the draft rights, mm. so they had his draft rights. So they drafted him. They held on to that draft pick. He didn't work out in the NFL. It's one of those scenarios where drafting uh, an NFL bound Canadian is a fantastic move so uh good on them um is there anything else uh come out to oh marissa at the bottom come out to my kids derby game (laughs) in red deer on october 28th and then tell me it's not as far they will take take you they will take you down (laughs) uh yes yes now i'm scared uh no i'm just kidding marissa no that's great um kids derby that's terrifying Wow. Okay. We're with. Okay. Let me do my research. I said it's barely a sport. I did not say it's not a sport. Um, okay. Right, so let's move on. Let's uh, move on. Before you right. dig yourself a bigger hole. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and then, yes, bury the hole with me in it. Uh, okay. So, number two. So, as we discussed last week, Commonwealth Stadium is closing the Upper Bowl. Fans are currently working with the Edmonton Elks office to relocate their season seats, but displaced fans are not happy with their new seat locations. Some fans are even refusing to renew their season tickets. Is this an overreaction by those fans, or do you think the organization needs to do more for the fans that were displaced in the upper bowl? What do you think, Phil? Mm. Mm. that's a tough one right there you damned if you do damned if you don't yeah it's a business at the end of the day we have to remember that and you have to do kind of like a reset at times you got it if you can't if you can't feel the lower bowl how, how you gonna i don't it make my head stop. let me sit up <laughs> bull, this is some bull right here y'all the, 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 the fans I love the fans, but fans sometimes are are sensitive because they fight their money. And I know your money is going into the team and all that. The team's got to put out a winning product, but you paid your hard earned money for seats and you don't go to the game. But yeah, you're going to be upset that they are making you move down. I, the, it doesn't make sense to me. I, my head hurt. My head hurt thinking about that. <laughs> like, I don't, I, if you telling me, hey, because I saw the seats up there, I'm looking up and I'm like, what, what? maybe it's just me because I like being lower and closer. That's just my preference. But I'm like, I can't even see anything. I could dap Jesus right now and give him a high five. Like, that's how high I am. Move me down. I want to be closer. I, 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 the stairs are killing me. Them stairs killed me, bro. I swear <laughs> to God. I swear to God, them damn stairs. Those are intense. I was yeah. going to get me a Popeye. And by the way, the fact that y'all have Popeyes at Commonwealth Stadium, that See? is the black, that is the blackest thing <laughs> I have ever seen at a football game. And my little black heart was just, oh, thank you. But, but yeah, I, I think it's a little bit of overreaction, but I also understand from the ownership, the, the, the team's perspective, 
we got to make money here and we, we we're giving you guys a chance to relocate your seats lower we got to reset let's start lower yeah and work our way up when we if we put out a good product and we start selling out more games and get more butt more asses in the seats got the end of the day it's it's a results business put asses in the seats get your seat back up there yep well and and actually this last comment by Narissa uh very very good comment BC seems to be pretty successful with making opening the upper bowl an event. And that is actually one of the smartest things I think Make I've ever, event. I've ever heard uh, in regards to this scenario, because see, as we know, we see and hear as much fan feedback as you possibly could digest as mm -hmm. far as double E fans. And, yeah. With this scenario, we feel extremely bad for our brothers and sisters that were displaced or, you know, even Section O, the Ozone. The Ozone uh, up in O2 there, Yeah, that is a monumental group of fans, uh, legacy fans. Yes. The jerseys, they do pins every year. They're 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 part of the bloodline of Commonwealth Stadium. Yeah. And I feel extremely bad that they have to move down. That being said, we haven't heard there is one horror story that we've heard of. Other than that, most fans have been pretty happy to move down. The second last comment from Narissa was I've heard some great feedback on Reddit about upper bowl seat holders getting solid pricing and seats in the lower bowl. Me, so. The team has been absolutely amazing at making sure that they work with the season yes. ticket holders to give them not only better seats but just as good as pricing. Right? Yeah, they're not they're not changing the pricing for them, giving them better view. Working with them, if they're coming with a group of people that they sit by and they have their friends and they want to stay together, they are working with them and giving everybody seats together. So. I feel like they are doing what they need to do to make this a success. Mm. So the, there's a comment from uh, Narissa. She says, solid fans move with the team, not against it. That is damn true. Thank you. I appreciate yeah. you. That comment, if you could pin that comment, Lord, please do that. Because that, that, that shit is what irritates me as a, as a not even just as a football coach, but like as a, as a fan. Because mm -hmm. The, the business wise, you do have to appeal to the casual fan. Sure. And, and what I have to say to the casual fan is I don't give a damn about the casual fan because you paying for our tickets one game and then all of a sudden next season, if we, if we have a bad season, you on to the next one. No, you have to take care of your solid, loyal fans that have spent thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars. Those are the ones that you want to come back because you know it's going to be guaranteed money. Why would you not want to take care of them? Why wouldn't you want to give them the not necessarily the world, but give them a purpose to come back every year because you're going to make that money. If you're just trying to go for the quick buck, the casual fan, you are going to suffer as an organization. I don't give a damn what anybody says. And to any casual fan that got a problem with anything I have to say about you, you can just stick it because you don't matter to me, honestly. 
<laughs> casual, casual fans, casual fans don't know the difference between a toilet bowl and a sink. That's how bad it is. Okay, if you can't go into the, if you can't come to Commonwealth and and enjoy the nasty bathrooms and the sink that's in the middle of the damn bathroom, you don't know nothing about greatness when you in Commonwealth. So shut up, okay? See, but now, what do you have to say about those loyal fans? You know, solid fans that have been with the organization for so long that now feel wronged yeah. and don't the want to come cater back. To, yeah. yeah, right. That's uh, like the, the Osun some people, right? That they've been there for so long. I personally think that it is an overreaction, but everybody's entitled mm -hmm. to feeling whatever they may want to feel. But I, you're gonna find those too. Both sides need to listen to each other. <laughs> the organization is nothing without the fans, and the fans are nothing without the organization. We've seen many teams, and I'm not saying we'll ever see um the Elks ever leave. Like that's not happening. It's not like the NFL or in America where if an organization is not happy, they just say, Oh, we're gonna leave. No, every, everybody stays. Everybody stays where they are, unless you're Ottawa and lose your team three times. But that's beside the point. Or or if you're Montreal and you can't take care of, you know what, I'm gonna shut up. Anyway, the devil is a lie. Uh <laughs> it still blows my mind how how uh, Ottawa is three teams. I'm gonna shut the hell up. Anyway, the devil is a lie. Uh <laughs> nah, man. Both sides need to listen to each other. The organization is nothing without the fans. The fans are nothing without the organization because you get you get the entertainment of athletes playing football. So work together, find some common ground, and please listen to your fans to a degree. Mm -hmm. To a degree. Because sometimes you have to save the coaches have to save the players from themselves, and sometimes the organization has to save the fans from themselves. Just remember that. Yeah, well, they can cater to everybody, right? Yeah. I mean, they have to. They, that's like, as you said, it that's is a exactly business. It. it is a business. They have to look after themselves as a business and make sure that mm -hmm. they are profitable so that they can continue playing, paying the players and the CFL can continue to exist. Right. First and foremost. Oh, right? and, by, and by the way, there's a comment right here from Steve. He said, Coach Field needs a trip to McMahon Stadium bathrooms. Look here, fam. <clears throat> I didn't sat on many a toilets in 29 years of my life. My black ass will not sit my my big ass on a McMahon Stadium toilet ever. Will y'all get a new stadium and y'all fix your bleachers? Mm -mm. I, I, I'll wear a depend. I'll piss in a bottle, something. But you ain't finna get my cheek. You ain't finna get my American cheeks on a McMahon Stadium. I ain't getting a staff infection on my ass. <sighs> you got me. Oh, you, you got what? What? Why do they do this? Why do they do this stuff? Why do they say things like, "Why would I do that to myself? Why would I sit there and risk infection and, no. and, and bodily harm for a?" And don't be wrong, I do want to come to Calgary, but y'all gotta help me. Somebody gotta. I'll, I'll shit in a porta potty if I have to, but I ain't finna sit. Nope. Mm -mm. They ain't changed yeah. the toilet since 90. Forget uh, all that. Uh, no. Oh, I mean, the, 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 I, think, uh, I think the history of those washrooms <laughs> is probably greater than, uh, you know, the it's historical. The <laughs> she want me to catch that Tommy Lee and Pamela Anderson shit. Nope. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. <laughs> oh, and, and like that. And on that note, on that, on note. that note. I feel Ladies like we're, and we're moving on to topics. We are we are <laughs> yes. gonna go 
close the no, fan forum for today. The fan forum is closed. Thank you so much to everybody for being involved with this fan okay. forum today and for not catching the hat. No. <laughs> That's a t-shirt. That's a t-shirt. Nice merchandise idea. I love it. Yes, yes. Next. Next is the Edmonton Sports Update. Today's update is brought to you by Herdies. Herdies would like to thank everybody for catching us at stall number 44 this season. We got to serve over 500 servings of Herdies Finest Meats. Herdies, we smoke the meats. Last week, the Edmonton Elks were defeated by the Montreal Alouettes by a score of 35 to 21 at Commonwealth Stadium to end their season at home. The Elks visit Winnipeg on Saturday for a clash with the Blue Bombers to finish their regular season. Kickoff is at 5 p.m. Mountain, and then they are headed to the offseason. In the NHL, the Edmonton Oilers are hosting the Winnipeg Jets on Saturday night for Hockey Night in Canada. The Oilers are still looking for their first win at Rogers Place this season. Puck drop is at 8 p.m. Mountain. In the WHL, the 3-7 Edmonton Oil Kings are hosting the 3-1 Seattle Thunderbirds on Sunday at Rogers Place. Puck drop is at 4 p.m. In Canada West U Sports action, the University of, Al Golden, uh, of Alberta Golden Bears, the number 7th ranked U Sports team, by the way. The football team defeated the Saskatchewan Huskies 23-20 last Saturday. They take on the Manitoba Bison in Winnipeg on Friday. Kickoff is at 7 p.m. Mountain. Where the Elks are. And you're up to date. Yay. Yay. <laughs> and then it is our quick commercial break time. We are going to talk to you about a 10% off code for RoyalRetros.com. Phil, are you, are you aware of RoyalRetros.com? Actually, I am aware of RoyalRetros.com. Nice, my guy. Well, guess what? If you use code STAMPEDE, you can get 10% off over at RoyalRetros.com. We are celebrating the 2023 USFL Birmingham Stallions. They are the champions. Again. Again. Back Again. to back and going for a third coming up. We hope we're doing this again in a year from now. <laughs> Giddy up. <laughs> Uh, and then uh, over at thingsengraved.ca, we're going to have the link in the description. Go over to thingsengraved.ca. If you actually head over to the partners, there's a little partners button at the bottom. You're going to find our whole catalog. You can also go slash the Elks Herd, and you can find all of our merchandise on sale over at thingsengraved.ca. And then... Last but not least, we're kind of sweating. It's it's warm in this room, right? You might have to take a shower, and there's no better soap to shower with than Lather Canadian Soap Company. They're trying to take down the doctor, L-A-T-H-R.com. If you use Shotgun Sports 15, you get 15% off 
over at lather.com. They actually smell really good. We just got a new bundle in. Uh, <laughs> this is great advertising for them. Um, so let's go. But pine tar, we just got pine tar. It's already one of my favorites. Uh, sandalwood bourbon, I just picked up a fresh batch of that. We got cotton candy. It smells for the... manly. It smells manly. manly and it's, it's a, nice. It's a lot of man. It smells <laughs> like man. And uh, it, it, it helps me score with Catherine. <laughs> I'm glad you went that way. <laughs> Anyways, next. <laughs> um, oh, no. So you want me to trust a bar of soap that smells like pine tar <laughs> on my sack? <laughs> trust me. Trust, it smells trust. like Christmas on a bar. <laughs> If Irish Springs can't get it done, I don't want to hear nothing about pine tar on my balls. <laughs> but I'll try it out. I, I, I'll give it the old college try. You know, lather. What's it called lather and uh, manscape go together very well. Yes. Yes. Nice. Uh, you got that manscape. Steve, <laughs> let me tell you something. I don't know if you black, white, whatever. I hold on to the soap hard. Oh. Suds through my fist, just you ain't gonna catch me slipping. Mm -mm. <laughs> All right. And remember, you need you need lather. L a t h r dot com. Then don't y'all get a better sponsorship <laughs> off of this right here. <laughs> you, 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 yeah, you gotta don't. you gotta have soap in order to drop it. So yeah, lather yeah. dot lather dot. Lather. Why are you even in there in the first? You know what? Next topic. Let's go. <laughs> All right. So so guess what? You just learned some things, but we got a whole, whole lot more that you didn't know in the more you didn't know. For so copyright infringement. For the copyright infringement, <laughs> it's the more you didn't know. This is the segment where we interview our special guest of the night, Coach Phil, and we're going to ask him a couple of questions about himself and his life in sports and what he likes to do in his spare time. Yeah. Bill. Before we even get started, the coach and coach Phil, can you please tell us about your 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 coaching life? Well, I play a lot of Madden and I play a lot of ask use a lot of ask Madden, so that's how I became coach. <laughs> Beauty. No, no, I'm 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 spitballing. No, um <laughs> Thank the Lord. Thank the Lord because <laughs> Man, like, man, is this guy being that. serious? Like, there's no way. There's no way. But, like, tell me more about how. No, um, uh, all jokes, all jokes. Aside. No, actually, uh, all jokes aside, no, I've been coaching since I was 18 years old, man. And uh, it, it <clears throat> I've coached every level, youth, uh, high school, men's semi-pro, women's football. Uh, I've done middle school. I've done flag. I've done it all. And uh, I love. The, the thing that people have asked me is like, where did, when did this coach field thing start, man? This has been 10 years in the making, 10, 11 years of nice. devoting my, my life to coaching and uh, my kids, my, I got a 17 year old and I got an 11 year old heathen son. They knew. And I, and I sat, sat down with them and said, daddy's going to do something different. I just need you guys to trust it. And we'll have if, if one day we'll have more than you could ever imagine. And they, because my kids are everything to me. So to to get the blessing from them to do that, it, it means everything in the world. So I've been doing, I've been on this motion for ten years, and somehow got into YouTube, and 
it's worked out as well. Well, yeah. Tell me a little bit more about that. You're pretty popular right now for the content that you're creating and fan in, fan interaction. So how did you get into creating reaction videos and why did you decide to react to CFL content? Okay. Uh, before I answer that, Narissa, um, to answer your question, what is a heathen son? <laughs> okay. Let me, let me, let me, let me, let me, let me give you a prime example of my heathen son. My heathen son does things that make no kind of sense whatsoever. My son is that kid that you just look at him. You're like, yep. Yep. That's my kid. My son attends the school that I work at. And every day I have to walk, keep my head on a swivel because I know he's going to do some shit that's out of pocket. I'm talking like at home, my son, he'll walk in the room and he'll be like, dad, 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 what? Dad, okay, what, boy? What do you want? What you want? Okay, so, Dad, look, Dad, listen, I was on the Nike app, and I saw some Air Max 270s. Can we get them? Okay, how much are they? Well, they're $169, but I know you got it, so can we get it? I want three of them. I want blue, I want black, and I want white. Motherfucker, what? And, and this is how I, this me and him talk like this, so it's very straightforward, and he's like, well, Dad, I, look, I said, why? What makes you think you deserve it? Because I look good in them, and you've got them. So maybe I deserve them, too. <laughs> but no, that's, that's, that is a heathen a heathen son to me. And I love him. Don't get it twisted. I, it's all, it's all tongue-in-cheek jokes, y'all. It's, I love my son. So but uh, so the, the question you asked, uh, YouTube-wise, uh, well, it was during the pandemic, and funny thing was, I was actually about, this was the week of, we went into lockdown. I was about to go to an XFL um, game with the CLC Dragons and the, I think it was the Guardians. And they was like, nah, stay your ass at home. We got the vid out here. Oh. And I was like, okay, I lost $180. Great. All right. And so I'm sitting in my room and I was like, I was on my laptop and I was thinking, and people have been telling me, you should think about doing YouTube. You're funny, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, nah. About two days later, I ordered a Logitech webcam, a raggedy-ass microphone, and a punk-ass green screen. I thumbtacked that shit up on the wall, and I started doing reactions. And some of, and that's why I tell people, do not go to the early videos on my channel. It is trash. It is terrible. And uh-uh. Nope. Don't do that. So that's how, that's how I got into YouTube. It's been two and a half, three years almost. Nice. Yeah. And now we're all going to go to those old videos. Yeah. Hey, 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 look, hey, I did. I, I reacted to some, because you know, when you know, when you get into YouTube, you're trying to find your niche, like what you're yeah. saying. So I did basketball. I did NFL stuff. I did. Um, and then I reacted to some Jerry Springer stuff. Oh, and, is, what? and so there's one of like a, a woman sitting in a uh, a, a a little pool of Alfredo sauce. <laughs> well, I'm going to hell for reacting to that. I'll tell you what. Y'all y'all thought Coach Phil was crazy right now, man. I was rolling. You ain't posted, but your mom always tell you don't laugh. At Mom always tell say, Philip, don't laugh at people. You don't know what they're going. They're like, well, Alfredo sauce is going through up her mama. Shut your mouth. <laughs> 
Shut well, the hell up! Like uh, Ludacris Fox says, we're gonna go back in time, and we're gonna go check those out. No, you're not. I will private that. Now, go ahead and watch it. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay, but but speaking of crazy, you out of all the CFL teams that you could have chosen, man, you picked the Riders. If one more person asks me that question or says that statement in an interview, I will not do one more interview on a podcast or TV or whatever. Y'all, y'all act like it's a cardinal sin that I chose the writers. I've gotten it from Bombers fans. I've gotten it from BC because I live close to BC. Yeah. Like, why is you new for BC? And I'm like, have you ever? Do you want to see a big black man wearing orange like? That? <laughs> I'm walking like a tangerine. Like I don't, and don't get me wrong, I love the color. I love the stuff that they got, BC. But in early on, I was like, nah, that's too cliche. Like, I want to find something that's me. And the the Rough Riders colors, everything, the logo, the player, it just it drew me in. And little did I know that 13 men on the field was going to screw me over. But well, yeah. You gotta learn disappointment somehow. Yeah. <laughs> look at me. Look look at me when I say this. I have been disappointed all my life. I live a very miserable existence. I have been a Seahawks fan since 1994. I know struggle. I know pain. I know Super Bowl 49. Okay? I don't don't talk to me about struggle and hurting, okay? Russell Wilson can still fight me anytime. We got to fight. Me and him got to square up. Oh just passage beast mode, man. Yeah, no. No, just... you had one job, fam. One job. Feed the brother with the dreads and just let him roll. We gonna score. I still remember it like yesterday. God, like <laughs> between, oh. Cody Fajardo, between Cody Fajardo playing in the snow in 2021 West Final and them getting five turnovers and screwing themselves over. Awesome. Not and on some Vince McMahon, on some Vince McMahon shit. Saskatchewan, I said in my bill, Saskatchewan screws Saskatchewan. And I feel like I've been saying that for three years. Damn. Oh, God. All right. All right. So clearly that's a touchy point. So let's. Touchy. <laughs> You're jabbing me in the ribs with this. Okay, pokey point. But what are your favorite sports outside of the CFL then? Are we talking back then or are we talking now? Now. Now. Okay. Uh, you know what's funny? Uh, I'm a huge baseball fan, and I love playing softball. Uh, love playing baseball, throwing the ball around, you know, with my kid, whatever. When I got time, when he's actually acting right, uh, I bonked him in the head a few times on some Charlie Brown shit just for fun. But you know, dad life. Uh, basketball. I tried to play uh, pickleball one time, but see the way my knees and ankles work, it don't work like that. Uh, I tried golf. It's too slow and. Too much green for me, but I'm not picky. I like I try something once every now and then, you know, little fun things. Okay, <laughs> right down to pickleball, eh? Like, holy man, that's too small of a. <laughs> Never mind. I'm gonna shut up. I'm gonna shut up. Because <laughs> then I'm gonna have everybody that love pickleball. Hey, screw Coach Phil. He don't like pickleball. I don't like pickles. So what makes you think I'm gonna like pickleball? I love yeah. it. But what about a pickleback shot? Do you like picklebacks? Nickelback or pickleback? Which one are you talking about? 
picklebacks. No, if you don't like pickles, then you won't like a pickleback shot. I don't like anything on my back, so why would I? Why? Why, why would I? So you don't like pickles on your back? No. <laughs> I don't like pickleback, nickelback. I was about to say something's inappropriate, but never mind. But I, I do like. I like. I you know you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Oh, man. oh, that's so good. That's so good. Um, all right. Um, okay. One so- more out of me. You get one more question. You better. This better be your. This better be your Jose Batista swan song right here, because you get one last question and you make it this good. One, it's all about you. It's all about you, Coach Phil. Where can we find you online? Give us, give us all the tags and tell us about what you're up to nowadays. Yeah. Well, I'm on a highway to hell because I'm rooting for the Rough Riders. So either way, <laughs> that's where oh. we'll find you. I, hey, hey, I'm on a roller coaster straight there, baby. Don't get it twisted. But no, we'll um, see, we'll I, see you there. huh? We'll see you there. We'll yes. see. You hey, there. El- hey, Elks and Rough Riders unite, baby. Uh, yes. No, you can find me on uh, what? See, when people ask me this question, I have to remember all the, my social shit. Uh. So obviously, YouTube, Coach Phil Reacts 425. Go subscribe to me. You know, come mess with you. Come play with me. You know what I'm saying? See what you got. Uh, Trolls 2. I'll, I'll kick your ass. Uh, Twitter, X, whatever Elon Musk is calling it now. Uh, Coach Phil React. What is my Twitter handle? I totally forgot. It's Coach Phil Reacts. It's yeah, okay, yeah. I, I don't even ever pay attention to my Twitter handle no more. People that just know me as Coach Phil, I'm like, all right, whatever. Coach Phil Reacts or Coach Phil Reacts 425. Uh, TikTok, Coach Phil 425. Instagram, Coachfield425. Uh, ladies, you can have my phone number. No, I'm just playing. I'm playing. I'm playing, I'm playing, I'm playing. But no, throw, throw the phone number in the herd chat, ladies. If you got phone numbers, throw it in the herd chat. 1-800, 1-800-I'm-him. Yeah. Oh, that was, that was slick. That was oh, slick. and my I got a Discord. I got a Discord too, man. So I usually I put the Discord in my uh description box, man. Come come talk football. We just talk football on there and be shooting, talk wrestling, football, all that fun stuff. It, it, we have a good time. We throw down. My man Ludacris Fox, he be in there, man. That's my dude right there. No, definitely. and mischievous wolf, too. That they be in they in here. 976 milk. You damn right. <laughs> hey, milfs, milfs and dilfs can get along very well. Love it. Love oh, it. I love oh, it. My goodness. Hey, you know what? The herd chat has been wilding lately. Uh, oh, shout out to it. everybody that's been blowing up that herd chat. Uh, also, I, I don't think we've ever really talked about our tags. Um, we're at the altar <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> It's your show. It's like y'all gotta plug y'all y'all plugging lather and ret- roll retros and pine tar for your balls and all that. You know, why, why, why are we even you mentioning at the altar? Figure it out. Oh, so yeah, good. Can... Oh my goodness. Oh, um. All right. Yeah. I think I we're we're sure. just under the one thirty mark. Um. We do not want to hold you hostage for any longer here coach phil but man this was a fantastic episode this was probably one of the more fun episodes that we've had in a very long time and hey we have fun every episode i don't think we've laughed this much. i have laughed like it's it just <laughs> hilarious this is you are you are absolutely hilarious your energy that you bring to the cfl and this is honestly why we wanted to have you on you're a high energy guy and we we really enjoyed meeting you. 
I don't, we didn't even, you know, we barely even knew who each other were at first glance. And even then we're like, Hey, we're the Elks here. And you're like, Oh snap. <laughs> and for us, you uh, never know where coach Phil is lurking. You never know. I, I, I see, man, things. I hear things, you know what I'm saying? Well, and I mean, so, so for, yeah, our experience in that uh, end of the game there, we high-fived everybody. We talked to Aaron Grimes, we talked to Caleb from the Turf District, and then we ran into you. And uh, that was, that was a major part of our night. Not only did we get to meet a, a great CFL fan out there that we haven't met yet, but, you know, we got a good connection in and we set up this opportunity to have this amazing conversation tonight on the Elks call. And for that, we can't thank you enough for joining the show tonight. And uh, not only for joining the show, man, but for providing CFL fans with non-traditional media and non-traditional content. And this real content. Real, real content. Real. And, and we did talk <laughs> about this before we went live, but... Um, We've, we've, we've talked about this, and this is a big reason why we do what we do as well, is there's so many gaps in media and content for CFL fans. And back in the day when there was just newspapers and TV and the traditional media sources, everything was fine. You could go ahead and hype something up the same, and it wasn't, you know, besides more commercials and more newspaper ads and everything else or more newspaper articles whatever right. right daily newspaper articles whatever there's there was ways to do it very easily back then now there is so much internet and screen shoved in your face every single day that you you have the world of information in the palm of your hand so to get people over to the dark side of the CFL or to get people tuning into this to the CFL and I mean you're an American you're down in Washington you're an American that's covering the CFL you're part of the solution for CFL fans all over the world and for really the CFL going forward. And, you know, that's why you, you know, may, however you may have cashed in on, you know, any sort of, if there was any sort of perk anywhere along the way, cash in on it. Why? Because you are providing nothing but hours of work and content for free for the people, for CFL fans. And for that, we thank you a ton, Coach Phil. Well, mm, y'all gonna make a thug want to cry. Uh, <laughs> that 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 was a that was very nice for you to say. But it is okay if I respond to that. Give her, man. Okay, so I I, I pride myself on being just a brutally honest person and upfront, and I really appreciate what you said. But this last like three four months or so since since june it's been a roller coaster for me uh emotionally mentally uh it, it's 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 taken a lot and i'll be the first to say it i don't really like say it to anybody but uh if it wasn't for me doing the cfl stuff uh about a year a couple years ago or whatever whenever i started it I honestly really believe I, I wouldn't have made it. I, I truly am just be honest with y'all. Like y'all my people. So I'm just I'm gonna give y'all just real shit before we go. Uh I I battle with depression and uh it's something that I keep very private. And uh doing the videos is like a release for me. 
doing these videos is, is selfishly like, yeah, I, I do it because it, it gives me a purpose. It gives me a feeling of, hey, I'm worthy. Hey, I'm, you know, I, I'm doing something. And then with everything that's happened in the past, like three, four months, man, it, it's, I try to stay humble through all of it. And uh, a lot of people don't, they, they see what they see on camera. And they honestly think you're, I'm Coach Phil all the time. And I'm here to say to y'all, I'm not. No. I am not Coach Phil all the time. I am not a perfect human being. I, I got my own problems, man. I, I'm a dad. I, I, I try my best. I do everything I can, man. I try to put out the best content I can for everybody. And I appreciate everybody that, that mess with my videos. But at behind the scenes, it's taken a lot for me to like, get out of bed at times to do this and i'm not looking for this ain't sour grapes this isn't me crying over spilled milk this is just me being real with y'all because i never really get a chance to talk about it and i appreciate y'all giving me a chance to say this so i just just roll with me i really want people to understand like when you say crazy shit about content creators or you try to you trolls try to sit there and, and try to think you can break somebody man you could break you really could do some damage to people and i'm a strong person i try to hold it in i'm i'm a you know i try to be a man's man you know i'm a proud black man but um behind the scenes it's tough you know the traveling going on tour being away from my kids and i i do this because i love everybody i love uh the CFL community. I love just being in that environment because I'm so thankful for being able to react to this stuff. Because if it wasn't for the CFL stuff, man, I, I wouldn't be here. I'd be totally honest with you. I'm very grateful to have met great people like yourself. You know, I, I've met some people that they 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 stick with me and my subscribers, they loyal as hell. They be dealing with my crazy ass. I'll tell you that right now. But um long story short, man, I'm I appreciate what you said, man. I I honestly tell myself all the time, man, I, I'm nowhere near where I think I can be. I, I look at everybody that does the content creation for the CFL. Um, I am at the bottom. I don't care what anybody says. I am at the bottom because I still got a long, it's, it's not about, for me, it's not about the quick buck. It's about longevity. And I want to stay here for a long time. And I, and I want to be able to just sit at the table with the great content creators. And just be able to say, yeah, I did that. I'm here with y'all. I want to be one of y'all. It's not about who the best and all that shit that comes with this, man. We're doing something bigger. We, we uplifting the game. So if I can ever, and I know there's going to be people that are going to come along and try to do the same thing I do. And I'm, oh, I, hey, do it. Take it. Go. Try. But just be real. And just be yourself. Because that'll get you far. And uh, I, I'm just thankful very thankful and uh yeah um i'm mm. thank you thank no they, they, thank, thank you phil and, and and you know it's the it, it's refreshing right it's refreshing to hear real and we're we're extremely excited to have you do what you do and of course like please um very very thankful that you opened yeah. up on the show for sure because I mean, we're 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 all in a similar boat. We're not. I'm never going to say anybody's ever in the same boat, but we're in a very similar boat with what we do with content creation. And you yes. know, sometimes we get shredded, 
sometimes we get you know harped on and everything else and oh well, you see it you have <clears throat> to have thick skin you do yeah you know when oh, you're yeah. oh in, yeah when you're in the yeah. out there for everybody to see but mm. we definitely do this for for the love of what we do yeah and for, for, is, for like cfl say, fans yeah and, and that's like you say bringing true real heartfelt content I mean, I, I, I give everything. And funny thing is, man, I, I give everything I got. A lot of people ask me, man, is, is, is what you do scripted? Hell to the nah. I don't know nothing. I walk into every reaction not knowing anything. And I try to be as transparent and as real as I can with everybody. And I'm always going to do that. I'm not. It's it, it, like I said earlier. It's not about like money comes and money comes and go. But I, my thing is I want to leave something for my kids and their kids be able to look back and say, they daddy, you know, they pop, they pops, you know, he, he did something. And if they want to carry it all down the road, do it. I want you to, but just know that, you know, dad, mm. yeah. dad, 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 dad found his niche at 29. Dad found his niche at 29 and, you know, yeah. I, I just want to make people laugh and make people smile and love the game, man. And and that's that's what it comes down to. You know what I'm saying? When you find something that you absolutely love so much that you think about taking, you know, giving it to your kids at some point. Yeah. Like that's mm -hmm. a legacy, yeah. right? That is yeah. something that you're so passionate about because even for ourselves, we have talked about that, yeah. right? What where would where could the Elks hurt go? Maybe the kids. The boys, yeah. Maybe the boys pick it up when they're older. Well, right? and, and we, that, we that actually that had them. About passion. Yeah. Right. No, we 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 had our boys, you know, do some promo clips for twenty <laughs> uh, Elks Elks call sneak peek twenty twenty four. We're gonna have an updated intro. It's gonna feature a young boy saying, "This is the Elks call. I need to call you." And also, <laughs> so, um, yeah, we got we got some good stuff planned. But once again, right, it's that legacy and and being able to hand something down. And 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 sometimes, you know what? Let's let's be real. Let's be very real. We ain't all the richest. Um, no, I, I I'm I'm a Red Seal journeyman at my job. You're you're an admin or a director. You're a director. You're a director. You're not even an admin anymore. Oh, she got she got the good title. She got the benefits too. No, but no. <laughs> that being said, we aren't rich or we aren't making extreme amounts of money or anything like that. So we do this because we love it. Still and middle we class. Have fun and shit, I'm, shit, I'm just trying to get in between. I'm just trying to get, I'm trying to break even a little bit, maybe have a little something to sock away. But when you get right down to it, man, I mean, at the end of the day, <clears throat> and I'm, I'm going to look in the camera and just, I want, people to see this you can clip this whatever you want to this is a real coach phil loves everybody in the community don't please don't take everything i say to heart okay i i i give everything i got i never want anybody to sit there and say they had a bad experience meeting coach phil i never want anybody to sit there and say coach phil did he phoned it in i don't phone nothing in and I hope that if anybody ever wants to get into content creation, just know you're going to have haters. You're going to have naysayers. You're going to have people that don't condone what you do because they ain't doing it. Man, do it. Because I've lost relationships. I Sometimes I ain't been the best dad when it comes to, because I've invested so much into coaching. I've invested so much into YouTube. I've apologized 
time and time again to my kids and they just forgive me. So if this is what you want to do, you, you, you got to give and, but you got to make time for the people that you love. And like I said, do what you love. If this is what you want to do, do it and don't hold back because there's so many opportunities out there. I never would have thought my crazy ass would be crossing the border for anything. And I've done it. And I'm just thankful for y'all. I'm thankful for everybody I've met. And uh, let's just keep rolling, man. Let's, 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 get, let's get to this. Let's do it. Let's do it. And Beautiful. nothing but love. Yeah, Narissa saw love from saw my love. home to yours, Phil. Thank you for being a human. Uh, thank you for being a human. And then Stephen Nassi uh, also said great work. Never seen you before. And now you have another sub and an even better and even better a new fan. So yeah, Stephen Nassi, uh, he's huge in the herd chat here. Uh, longtime listener. Thank you, Steve, once again for joining the show. Um, yeah, Nerissa, CFL fans, our community that regardless of allegiance, we are one. And yes, and then especially with the NFL right around the corner and the fact that we could all be choosing NFL over CFL. And I mean, I'm a why not both kind of guy. You know, you can have <laughs> both. But so many people frown upon the CFL that CFL fans always feel like they're uh, backed into a corner. I, I, I would say that that's a very good uh, way to put it. Whenever you talk about the CFL, uh, if an outsider talks about the CFL, somebody that does yeah, not care a, about the CFL or somebody that's now. negative about the yeah. CFL, you're immediately like, whoa, CFL's a good, good brand. Like, whoa, three downs <laughs> great. Like, whoa, whoa, we'll stop it. Hey, CFL's not that bad. Have you been to a game? Like, you know, you go through the whole list. But um, you, you, you ain't, you ain't. And, and the thing is, man, when people do that, then, and I, I've mentioned it before, but I'm going to say it the best way I can without being getting y'all sponsors pulled. Fuck them. Because <laughs> you, because you, because you don't, you can't sit there and NFL. I, I've spent more time focused on the CFL and everything that I've probably only watched. I used to, I love watching the Seahawks all day. Every I watch football, all different kinds. I've only watched maybe a few games this season. Nice. Because I've, I've enjoyed the CFL so much and it's consumed me. I love it. I, I love there's a difference. Just appreciate it because it's football. Love the shit, man. Love you can love both. It ain't gotta you ain't gotta be that 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 tribalist bullshit that people talk about with the NFL and like, oh, the NFL is everything. Look, there's a world outside of America. <laughs> Shut the hell up. Yeah. <laughs> Ludicrous Fox up here. Yes, we are. I'm glad to be a part of it. Talking about the community, uh, the allegiance. Uh, and then Mischievous Wolf is in there as well. Uh, I couldn't do it. Hats off to all the content creators. You can do it. Uh, you never say couldn't. But Mischievous Wolf, um, thank you. And then uh, I'm a fan of CFL fans. Thank you, Phil. Next time you're in Edmonton, bring your heathen kiddo. And he can play with mine. <laughs> Look at that! Yeah. You have another heathen child. No, no, no. We're gonna get we we go no. We're gonna end the show on this note. I have a funny story for you before we go about my heat about my heathen son. Okay, you ready? And we're gonna get a powder out for this. <laughs> this is how heathenish my son is. Okay, so when I decided to go on tour, he was like, "Oh, Dad, I want to go." I was like, "Okay, I'll take you to the Grey Cup." Okay, he asked me, "Where's Canada?" I said, it's above us. Oh, you mean no. in the sky? He said, you mean in the sky? And I was like, no, fool. Oh, no. Look on your phone and you'll see where Hamilton, Ontario is. And he, so he looked at it and he was like, 
ah, it's going to be cold. I was like, yeah. I was like, yeah, it's going to be really cold. And he was like, I want to get a fur coat. <laughs> and I'm like, for what? He's like, because it'll be cool. It's going to be cold. I want to be warm. I was like, okay, that ain't happening, right? The next day, I get a phone call from my mother. This is verbatim what she said. Philip, why would you not want to give my baby a fur coat? You are selfish. You know, you used to want a fur coat when you were his age. And what did I do? I got you a fur coat. What do you have to say for yourself? I'm at work. I'm sitting in a meeting with my bosses on Facebook Messenger video. Everybody hears what she said. My boss looked at me and she says, you should get your son that fur coat. <laughs> oh, no. So then maybe like 45 minutes later, my mama calls me and she says, I'm going to get this boy a fur coat so he can wear it to the blue cup. It's gray cup. <laughs> Whatever it is. <laughs> Whatever it is. Fine. Oh, so when we go to gray cup, he will have his fur coat. <laughs> and I am not prepared for the absolute arrogance <laughs> of my child. As he wears his fur coat. And he wants some pit vipers. He wants some pit vipers. And he and he talking about, he's talking about, he said, Dad, it's only a hundred dollars. I said, I've had pit vipers, Jared. They're expensive. He's like, Well, you got it. He always says, I got it. Like as if you didn't earn it. You didn't earn it and work hard for it, right? Right. Like, and I'm like, I said, he said, Well, you're making, I think it was a day he said, Well, you're making YouTube money now, Dad. YouTubers, you know, you get a Lambo. You got who? Uh, I don't even like. I don't even like going over sixty miles an hour when I'm driving. What are you talking about? Well, we got it. We good, Dad. We gonna make it. We good. We get. We have. We have a saying at home. It's like we getting out the hood with this one. He woke up one morning and said, "We getting out the hood, Dad. You hit one k. <laughs> you gonna make if you don't get your ass. I'm gonna make yourself a peanut butter and honey sandwich and shut the hell up." Oh, we out of here, y'all. Let's get out of here. That's so good. Um, okay, the last the last comment that we're gonna bring up: Ludicrous Hugs, Blue Cup predictions. That's it. That's the that's the last one. We're not even we're not doing the predictions. No, not even. no, no we, we gotta go. We got things to do. Narissa, tell hey, Narissa if you hear this, follow me on Twitter. I will send you a picture of my heathen child. He now, mind you. He looks just like me. Thank God. That's what the DNA test said. And, uh, <laughs> but I promise you, you will see the picture of my son. Wearing the he coat. is a scary human oh. being because he has that shitty ass smile on his face. <laughs> and, this, and this is the smile. This is the smile. I'm going to take off my glasses and I'm going to show you. Let's see it. Oh, it's, that's why it's, yeah. it's a head back yeah. and slightly tilt. Yeah. yeah. It's, the, it's, the, it's the slight, it's the little <laughs> tilt to the back. It's just. Yeah. Stop, dad. Oh, oh, dad. Thank you oh, so good. much. Oh, thank you for having me. This yeah. is crazy. This is crazy. We are at an hour and 45 oh, minutes, man. man. This feels, it feels like we could keep talking. I think for um, our viewers and our listeners and everybody else, uh, 145 is probably a great time. Yeah. To, 105. Uh, Let's get the hell up out of here. Let's do thank it. Thank you so much. Once um, again. Yeah, thank you so much to Phil. Thank you so much to everybody that blew up the herd chat tonight. Great herd chat tonight. It was busted. And then <laughs> uh, uh, huge thanks to everybody that's listening on Edmonton Sports Talk Friday night, 8 p.m. And 
thank you so much to everybody that watched live tonight. Um, my name is Scout, aka the rep from Section X, and I'm Catherine, aka Dave and Alex. And that is Coach Phil at Coach Phil reacts. Not two C's, it's CT. <laughs> you know what? Since since y'all got so fancy little titles to y'all names, shoot, I need I need a name for myself. Coach Phil is cool, but I need a little tag right there. You know, something, 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 something to something to you know, weather the waters a little bit. You know what I'm saying? I need something like that. You know, something like style, something like that. You know, well, you know, well, you know, I could I could just look I could look at you and just be like. Oh, <laughs> I ain't okay, gotta say really much. Hard. I ain't got. <laughs> hey, hey, hey! I ain't gotta say. If you can't, if you see me, hey, if you see me at Grey Cup and you see me at one of the parties in all black on my Chuck Norris walking <laughs> Texas Ranger, don't ask no questions. Just know. Uh, uh. <laughs> oh, that's good. Hey, that's hey, good. hey, and hey, you see me, and if I ain't got no glasses on, I got contacts in, and I got twenty twenty vision for everybody. <laughs> See it right through it. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we are the Elks Herd, and this was the Elks Call <laughs> once again. Thank you, everybody, for joining us tonight, and we hope you have yourself an awesome one. Have a great night. Cheers, everybody.